And welcome to the first episode of Down College Ave. I'm Matt Lasser with Cam Rolston. We are both FSU students to give you a little background on ourselves. I'm only an FSU student for another three weeks here, but still counts, I guess. Um, we're just here to talk FSU sports, mainly FSU football. We'll talk a little bit how our basketball team just fucking sucks. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much all football. We'll start off with the Miami game, just a beat down. Cam, what did you think of that? Um, I mean, I thought it was over from like the fourth play from scrimmage when, or I think that was fourth when Travis threw the 60, 56 yard touchdown to Pokey Wilson. I mean, from that point on, it was just a complete, just no show from that Miami team. I mean, it was really nice to see the recruits in their Miami gear doing the war chant during the game. So, yeah, I was going to talk about that a little bit. The, Miami's recruiting class is still, let me see, I don't even know what it's ranked right now, but I know it's pretty high. I know they are top, they were top 15, but I've heard they've been unable to reach Isaiah Rashada recently, so that might not be some good news for them. Could also just be people on message boards just starting rumors just to talk, but... So according to 247, they're ranked number seventh in the country recruiting-wise. I was looking it up because obviously everyone thinks Miami's buying their recruits, pulling an A&M even though I personally don't know where they got the money from it because they were, the university literally gave, gave teachers a pay cut, what, a year or two ago. Um, so I was trying to do some digging on that and found out the Life Wallet CEO is the one giving out all this money and he's already paid. Oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. John Ruiz. Yeah, he, I made, he made an appearance earlier this year on SportsCenter talking about how he's not paying them just because the university wants to and it's because of NIL, but... I mean, everybody knows it's not the truth. It's just the university tells them who to pay and how much to pay them. Yeah, I mean, Cristobal's a good recruiter. It just doesn't seem like he's a good coach. I'm kind of worried about Van Dyke there. He uh, he clearly shouldn't have played. If I was Van Dyke, my name would have been in the portal Saturday night. Yeah, it should have been. I, thought, I just think, I mean, I know him personally. So, like, I know he's got a girlfriend down there, and I know he's got a bunch of shit going on. Like, he, I doubt he leaves. Um if he does, I think Penn State is an interesting landing spot just because that's where Manny Diaz is, um, and that's his coach. I do know, I do know that there was a little bit of talks about him transferring last year. Um, when yeah, they were, the summer when Mario came in, yeah, yeah, and Mario's the quarterback killer. I mean, as you saw, I mean, it's. I think a lot of it though was Tyler uh, was Van Dyke kind of lying about his. Uh, Condition, I guess, is the best way to say it. Because, I mean, this, I didn't watch the game on TV because I was at the game. But from what my dad told me or what people watching the game told me is that he told the training staff that he was good to go back in. Went back in, couldn't take a hit. I think what we sacked him, didn't really sack him. He just It fell. wasn't even a hit that he took that took him out of the game. It was he, he got the ball in the end zone because they were on like the two-yard line. He rolled out right and tried to throw, and then just immediately his shoulder just went down. Yeah, I, I don't think – I mean, if I'm him, I'm not – there's no reason to play the rest of the season. He's, he's, he should be done. There's there's absolutely no chance he should be playing for the rest of the year. Because I mean, what there's, state's in that now? Four and five? Yeah, they're four and five, and they play – I believe they play Clemson in one of their last two games. Yeah, Clemson, I know they play Pitt. They played Georgia Tech this week where they – the line came out, they were one-point underdogs to Georgia Tech, so – them making a bowl game doesn't seem the easiest path. Yeah, right and, now. and there's no reason to play in that bowl game either. So it's Pitt. It goes so to go Georgia Tech. I know they play Pitt after Thanksgiving, and then Clemson. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I I'm pretty sure they play Clemson. I remember making fun of them for still having the probably best team. I mean, 
best team besides UNC and the ACC left on their schedule? Yeah, it just things are not looking good down in Coral Gables. Let's see. Yeah, they play Georgia Tech this week. Yeah, they play Georgia Tech, Clemson, and then Pitt. Sorry, I had the order mixed up. But we had the teams right. I mean, yeah, because that Clemson's a loss. That line's already at Clemson minus 18 and a half. The Georgia Tech line moved to one and a half. And then the Pitt line's not even out yet. Is that game at Pitt or is it in Miami? I mean, it's in okay. Miami. I mean, I guess that gives them somewhat of a travel advantage, at least from that standpoint. But I mean, it doesn't, there's no home field advantage there. But it's no one's going to show up for a Pitt game except maybe my parents. I got it's, it's easier. I mean, yeah, it's easier though for them because they don't have to really travel. Yeah. A six out, four hour, three hour flight, maybe. I mean, at least they, uh, Miami still has the 45 minute bus ride to the stadium. Yeah, they do have bad travel, actually. I mean, Pitt could be staying closer to the stadium than Miami could for all we know. I'm sure they are. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, but also, to go back like more to FSU, there's obviously Verse right now, uh, draft-wise, draft is projected in the top 10. Robinson's probably gone, so you have to assume those two people are gone. Uh, Travis is probably iffy. I don't think he should go. I don't think he'd be a good NFL quarterback. I don't. Here, but. I think he's a practice squad quarterback, at least, at least for next year, for sure. And practice squad contracts, I don't believe they're guaranteed. And his current NIL valuation, I saw based on on three, they have around $370,000. So I'm assuming he could get something in that range. Whereas if he's probably a day three pick, I see him probably four five, six, somewhere in that range. His contract's not going to be huge. He'll probably make just as much money here. And then being in Tallahassee, as a starting quarterback of a top 15, probably ranked FSU team. If he comes back, like he's going to be able to, like he's going to have the entire city behind him. And he'll have more Clydes and dirt tables than he knows what to do with. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to uh, talk about that yesterday with someone. I mean, I thought when he was first going out, what was it? It was before the NC state game when he had the pots table. Yeah. Um, when he was at pot, I, I didn't necessarily agree with that one, but listen, yeah, they're, I, they're, I college, focus, they're we college students still, just like we are. They can have their fun. Yeah. I think if they would have won, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but because they lost. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the only reason. And then it looks like, Oh, you're not focused. You're going out so much. I will say I didn't see them out too much until this past like week. Like, yeah. Hindsight's always 2020. Yeah. Like, so I think he stopped going out and then we started winning and he's going back out again. And then, I mean, this and also what I've heard when I was listening to Wake Up War Chant earlier that Rising Spear basically the fund for all the to just give money to the football players and athletes they're getting ready to give them a bag to make them to stay. Yeah, they're probably. I mean, after the UF game, they're probably going to have a sit down meeting with him at some point and kind of lay out what their plan is with their with how much they're going to try to get him next year. I think it'll be. I think the max is five hundred thousand dollars next year. It's gonna be yeah. probably lower than that, but it's gonna be yeah. somewhere in like the two hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollar range. He'll make, I think, next year. Yeah, I mean, whenever they put his jersey on Fanatics, it sells out within a week. Like he's getting money from that too. He's getting his fourth and fourteen shirt. Yeah, money, that, yes. so. I don't think there's any way he leaves. I think he should make all of his money now before he goes to the NFL and. It's done within four years. Yeah, he, he still has some problems with the end. I mean, he's obviously a very gifted athlete. He just has some mechanical issues still. Definitely his lower half's the biggest problem when looking at the draft. His feet a little shaky. He tends to throw off his back foot a lot, which isn't great. But I mean, he has a lot of the tools. He has a really good arm, good velocity, perfect athleticism. I mean, he just continues to progress. He progresses. I saw this in an article, this guy. 
he likened it to a Madden progression, which I kind of agree with. Cause like, I mean, two years ago, the most like optimistic Florida state fan would not have said that Jordan Travis is going to be the second ranked quarterback based off of PFF. I mean, who's number one, Drake may. Yeah. Drake may by like, it's not, I mean, it's like really close. They're within like two points, I think. And then Bryce Young is third. It also depends what style of offense you are. Like Drake May is more of a pocket passer, right? I haven't watched too much North Carolina. Yeah, Drake. Yeah, I haven't watched a ton of UNC, but from what I know, yeah, he's more of a pocket passer, which I don't think would do as well in this offense that we have at least. Like I think you need a little bit of mobility. No, yeah, the offensive line's still not great. They've improved a lot this year. They had some issues. There was some missed plays on Miami. There was one that was like. Miami ran a stunt and the right side of the offensive line just didn't pick it up. Uh, yeah. But Miami, Miami was so bad that two of their players literally just ran into each other and took each other out. Did you see the um the picture of uh the Dylan uh his, his face, face mask? mask yeah, yeah, he, his face mask was messed up because he hit someone so hard, which I love to see. Is he gone after the is he a senior? Oh yeah, he, he's like a sixth year. He's, he's yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, but there's the um there is Caden Lyles may be able to get a exemption for next year for injury. And then there's the, the one of the like five-star offensive linemen that went to Wisconsin who's transferring. He announced it. I think I trust Norvell in the portal to do a reload. I, I mean, we saw it with last year with the receiving core, bringing in Johnny Wilson, the people like that. Like, I think it's inverse to, like, I think Florida State is one of the best teams in the transfer portal as of now. And I think even- uh, I have a tough time saying there's a team better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of our top players are transfers, whether or not. I mean, Jordan wasn't a transfer under Norvell, but he's still a transfer. Benson's a transfer versus a transfer. Jermaine Johnson was a transfer last year. Like, you see the success that he has hitting in the portal. And it definitely, especially defensive end and running back, I think, are his two number ones in the portal so far. Like, if you're a running back or DN in the portal, FSU is one of the top options got to be not, I do like also how he doesn't go for like the top guys a lot in it like he kind of like Johnny Wilson wasn't a top guy even I mean he did a press conference a few weeks ago saying nobody was reaching out to him besides FSU right yeah he had like 200 receiving yards in his first two seasons at Arizona State and he already has over 600 yeah like it um I like it I love it I think it's that's what's going to happen and that's how we're going to be good next year too um and I mean most of the players are going to stay that's what in general I mean verse Robinson are obviously gone you'd be dumb if you're versed to not leave because you're getting yeah, so, uh, he unless god forbid something happens to him he's not staying it's it, where, where he came from going to an fcs school and then making it here and becoming a for potential first round pick it, it's just not even so, top 10 yeah. he's projected number nine to the bears right now last time yeah that's what pff has it at it's number nine to the bears They've had him two straight top ten, so that's looking really good. Two, and then we'll have another J Rob that gets a top pick. Yep. Um, to transition to, we we're talking about O line. Syracuse's D line is actually almost completely out with injuries, which is really good for us. Um, probably won't be able to get as much pressure um, on Travis, and especially the O line's been looking good. Not worried there. Something I was. Did you watch the? Um, I think it's X's and Knowles video that they do. It's like how we match up on film and stuff. I didn't watch that. I mean, I've looked into it, but I haven't watched that video yet. So basically like Syracuse without Schrader, that's the biggest thing. If Schrader's playing or not, I can't find anything. I don't think anyone. There is. Dino Babers basically said it's like he he said this quote was an owie that they're watching until Florida <laughs> State. 
I know that the team is practicing right now. Our team is practicing as if he is playing. I mean, so that's good. I just, this offense from what I've seen with Syracuse completely revolves around him. Like if you don't the offense have- was anemic with Del Rio Wilson in the game. Yeah. I mean, they, they only managed 146 yards against Pitt, who has a 26th ranked defense in the NCAA, and we're higher ranked than them. I think we're the only t- – well, there's like three teams in the top 20, I believe, on offense and defense. Yeah, I know we're one of them. Ohio State and us. It's, yeah. But, I mean, they – yeah, they're, their defensive line being so injured. Last I saw, they were missing five players out for the year on their entire team. Their number one corners out for the yeah, year. Yeah. Jihad Carter is interesting because he's had pick in three straight games for them. So we'll see how he may be matched up against Johnny Wilson. But I mean, they gave up 161 on the ground to Pitt and 246 to Notre Dame. And both of those teams are ranked behind us offensively for rushing. So it definitely is. And you saw the performance that Benson had last week against Miami. I really love the role that Toa Philly has been playing. I think since the NC State game, they've had him really play a wide receiver role almost like he's been lining up in the slot plays. They'll have him motion in kind of let Jordan see the coverage of the defense is playing. I think that's helped a lot. I mean, you've seen him destroy wheel routes. He's had like three huge plays in the last year on wheel routes alone. I do think the deep ball, we're going to have to stray away from the deep ball, which we've loved to do early in the game, at least so far, because the way, at least from what this video was saying was Syracuse plays a cover four defense. So there's a lot of deep players. Um, I honestly think if we go into it with the same game plan as Miami, where we're pretty much just going to run the fuck out of the ball and just give it to Benson and go, 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 it should be a blowout. And I don't think Benson will get stopped because obviously, like we said, D-line is out, like a bunch of players out. Um, do a lot of like – and then go to the into the play action and then you throw your deep ball. Like it's just kind of a trickery play, but I think it's – I think the if we go into it with the same game plan as Miami, we'll be more than okay. And I think that with them running a cover four defense, it really opens up the game for a player like Micah Pittman, who's, yeah. I mean, obviously they love to throw the deep ball to Pittman, but I, it doesn't tend to work. But he his ability to stay underneath and block and yeah. be able to run those short intermediate routes definitely seems for a big game for him. And I think maybe even Cam McDonald could have a nice game this week. I agree. And also they're, um, so to go to Syracuse's offense, apparently Notre Dame, they love to run slant routes and underneath. They're number one in the country in 10 to 20 yard uh, completions. And apparently Notre Dame figured out that they love to run the slant route on the first play, like no matter what, at least that's with Schrader at quarterback Del Rio. I don't know, but then they picked him off first play because of that. So maybe we watch out for that first play and try to do the same thing, but that's what worked for Notre Dame. And they obviously beat the shit out of them. And it's, I just think without Schrader, this, this offense is absolutely nothing. Without him, they I, I don't believe they have a sh- real shot at winning. I mean, any given Saturday or Sundays, and pros will say, but you can win a game. But, I mean, his ability to be able to run the ball, I don't know how efficient. Nobody knows what his injury is either. The only thing that's been labeled is that it's not a concussion. Yeah. So if it is a lower body injury, that limits his rushing ability. And he torched us on the ground last year for 137 on 16 attempts. And he had three rushing touchdowns. And that was two bad teams playing too. Oh yeah, that we were zero and four that game. Yeah. So we were not at our highest point. So I definitely think that we're a better team, better linebackers will be able to more easily spy him if he still ha- if he is mobile. Who nobody really knows what the deal going on with him. Yeah, that's just the interesting part. I mean, that's all I have on Syracuse. 
I saw one Instagram account say we're on upset alert. I don't think so. I honestly am taking our points in that game. It's just too. Isn't it? It was what seven and a half. I, it might have gone down to six. Okay, that makes sense. It's an away game in the seven right now. In the Carrier Dome. I mean, I think it has a new name now, but it's still it's still and always will be the Carrier Dome. It's like Heinz. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just really think that that game plan against Miami, we can kind of just use the same because Pitt yeah. ran all over them. Notre Dame, I mean, Pitt didn't even have Israel Abanacanda, and they still ran for – Oh, he was out? I didn't even know he was out. He didn't play last week, no. They had 161 yards without their number one back in the game. And, I mean, I guess you could say our number one back, Ward, might not play a ton, but Benson – in my opinion, Benson's just as good. I don't think Ward's number one anymore. I just yeah. think – I, I loved Benson all year. I thought Benson was slightly better just because he run. He's like, if he was in the NFL, he would win the angry run award. I feel like every single week yeah. from wake up football um, when I work. But I mean, it's just, I mean, Ward has been out, what, two, three weeks now? He's been out. He's done. Yeah. And Trey Benson has done really good in those two games. I just don't see a reason why. I mean, I haven't even looked at the depth chart that they normally come out with on Mondays. Um, it's probably an or again, is my guess. Yeah, and I mean, still CJ Campbell's back too, and Rodney Hill. We have four running backs. If Ward isn't like, if Norvell doesn't feel like Ward should go, you have four guys who we can rotate in and out. I mean, there's, at this point, there's no reason to play him. Everyone else has been dominating. If he's still anywhere near somewhat hurt, there's no reason to. Yeah, and just save him. Save him for UF in the bowl game. Save him for Louisiana. Let him let him get his <laughs> first game back against the Cajuns. Raging Cajuns. That tailgate's going to be brutal, by the way. I don't really want to go. <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. Noon game. Uh, I really, I'm interested to see how much we run the counters against Miami because I know their DC came out and I think we ran the ball 60 times and he said like 37. It's like 37 were counters. I think, I mean, it's, that's the only pl- t- place where I would change this game. The game plan for this game is I think you got to do more like just run straight up the gut. Like, I don't think you should do counters or anything. Yeah, just inside to- zone between the tackles. Yeah. I mean, the ta- I will say running the counter 37 times does speak to the faith they have in the O-line. Yeah. The counter's not, like, it's not the easiest run play to do. So it speaks to the fact that Norvell and Atkins believe in this offensive line and that they can do that. I mean, I think, and just the the offensive line, just compared to last year, I think by game four, game five, we had already switched it up like what six or seven times or something like that, and now it's stayed pretty consistent. Besides one injury, like it hasn't been. Maybe the key for this offensive line has just been consistency rather than. Anything. Yeah, it's it's just keeping the same guys in, which we've been able to do better this year. I mean, we didn't have the guys we wanted starting from the beginning due to injuries, but still just the ability for these guys to get reps in games together and stay together all year. That just helps out any offensive line so much, especially one that wasn't great and has been a lot improved. I'm interested to see how much action Armella gets this weekend, if he gets any. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something else I want to talk about before we get to basketball sucks, two things. First off, what do you think the future of the ACC is? Clemson's obviously on taking a downturn. North Carolina looks like they are got a shot, but I don't know if the – I don't really trust Mac Brown. I think he's too old of a coach, to be honest with you. But um, I honestly think the ACC, at least for the future of it, to be that top team is completely wide open. I think that uh, Florida State has a very good chance to take up this top spot in the next – Two, three years. Yeah, I mean, you've seen just the fact that Clemson's lost all their coordinators. They've lost Tony Elliott. They've lost 
uh, Brent Venables, that just so many guys going in and out. It's just, it becomes tough to keep that level. Like, I mean, what only Ohio, I mean, not even Ohio state's done lost that many people. Alabama has been the only team that's been able to replace coaches like that. And there's no other team. That's a clear powerhouse that has this sort of prestige that our program has. That's already in the current spot. I think that if Norvell can take this opportunity and just pounce on it, that, we have a great chance to set up the future of the ACC and making it run through if the ACC even exists in five years. That's the thing. Florida State would probably be smart to get out of the ACC. I think I've always said we go to the Big Ten before we go to the SEC. I don't think SEC will take us, but I just think they should get out and get more money. We, I mean, we're not the richest university. We don't have the largest donor base, but in being able to get out and get more TV revenue, definitely – helps i i just don't i don't like the big 10 because i don't want to have to go to northwestern when it's 30 degrees and the wind is 40 miles an hour and play in that but i also don't want to have to go into tiger stadium and play lsu at 7 p.m with a hundred thousand people there something uh something interesting i was looking at for clemson was so the uh, usf coach just got fired jeff scott yes jeff scott he was their co-offensive coordinator and receivers coach right Yep. I think from what I'm hearing or not from what I'm hearing, but I think there's a good chance he come goes back to Clemson. Uh, the guy who I do, I work for and do graphics for Mike Farrell. He said on his podcast, he was like, uh, Clemson thinks that he's the last hope of the big wins that we used to have that they're connecting it all to him now. Cause he's the only one that they can get back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back or goes back to Clemson and they think it's going to do anything. I probably won't to be honest with you. But I'd love to see him come here. I mean, we could use uh, another wide receiver coach, offensive coordinator. I mean, Dugans has done a good job, but I mean, Atkins at this point, give him two years. If he keeps putting out talent like this, he could be gone. Yeah. I don't know what you've been seeing on message boards. I don't really read message boards too much, but I know there's a lot of worry that he might leave or like get another job somewhere else. I don't think, I mean, if he gets a good power five offer, he'd be, it's dumb to not take it, but I'm not sure if he's, had enough experience because he's just, I mean, is this his second year as OC or first? I want to say it's his first. I want to say first. So he just hasn't, I don't know if that's enough time for a large program to say yes to him, but it is interesting to see if you, I haven't really been checking message boards about that. I don't generally, I generally just look at recruiting stuff when I'm doing that. Yeah, this is his, this is the first year as OC. Yeah. He was the O-line coach last year. I mean, and he's done a tremendous job. What? It wouldn't, it, he's done a tremendous job. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody gives him an offer at Georgia Tech. I, just, maybe. I mean, I think maybe Georgia Tech, but I think in general you're looking more group of five if he's going for the head coach route right now. Yeah, he at this current moment of time, there isn't a large power five school that is going, A, has a job opportunity that would be worth him taking. And B is going to offer him that job because he's not. I mean, Auburn's not even looking at him, and that's. I think that's the biggest power five opening currently. It is. Well, how would you? Who would you just uh, pick between if you were hiring a head coach, Adkins or Dion? Uh, at FSU or just in general? Just in general doesn't matter what where what job. Uh, I feel like it's probably at. At the current moment in time, I'm going to say Dion just because of the fact of he's going to be able to recruit. I mean, you saw he's able to get Kevin Coleman and Travis Hunter to don't like to. I saw a four star to go to Jackson State. 
I, I don't think he's a more talented coach. I, I think that if you surround him with a really good staff, he's gonna he's gonna excel really well. I think that Atkins is um, at at Atkins' best, he's probably going to be just as good as a of a recruiter. But right now, Dion just I mean, he's the greatest cornerback of all time, especially if he goes to Atlanta, the Georgia Tech dude. He was a star for the Falcons. He's gonna be able to get any kids he wants from that area. Yeah, it's I mean, I think people are saying Auburn, but I think Dion would go to Georgia Tech before Auburn. So Georgia Tech would have to go head to head in recruiting, but I think he's the smarter option for him just due to area. He's not gonna have the he's not gonna have to go against Bama in recruiting. Like yeah. he just has to be able to, I mean, he has to go against Kirby Smart, who to be fair does spend the most on recruiting in the country, but I think what would be an interesting one for him would be USF. He's from Fort Myers. Yeah, that is a jump up too. They do. I, I've heard they had multiple, power five. Yeah, they had multiple um, uh, reporters though asking their AD about John Gruden in their in his press conference earlier in the week. John Gruden's not going to USF. There's no way that happened. No, he he wouldn't. But I think it would just be hilarious to see John Gruden go back to Tampa and coaching Raymond James that and would be the crazy. other team that plays there. That's not the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, maybe honestly, let's right with the Bucks. Maybe he should go back to the Bucks. I mean, I I don't I don't know why the Bucks had Todd Bowles. I never thought Todd Bowles was a good coach. Where was he before Tampa? He was at the Jets as their head coach. He's been he's been the yeah, defensive Bucks. coordinator. So I mean, I, I think that both coordinators for the Bucks suck, but that's not what we're here to talk about. So that's true. I also like Bruce Arians a lot as a coach. All right. So last thing for football. You wanted me to put this in Norvell's hoodie game. I'm wearing the gray one. The black Dude. one press conference yesterday. I want to find that and buy it. Like right the black now. one was so sick. I tried to go to the bookstore yesterday and see what they had, but I went too late. They were closed and they're unfortunately closed for the rest of the week due to the hurricane and veterans day. So I'll have to go on Monday and see if they have a new supply of those black hoodies in. What it wasn't Nike. What was it? I honestly don't remember. It I just saw a new thing. It was amazing. I, I'm. I mean, what what else would it be? It would have. I mean, Nike's our official sponsor. Yeah, well, we've gotten some Lulu logo stuff recently in the books. Yeah, that is true. There is Lulu also in there. I'm trying to see. I know I have a picture on my phone. Make sure I sent it back and forth. I mean, he's been wearing a Nike. His Monday press conference, he was, and on the um, Inside Seminole Football, he was just wearing like a normal garnet pullover. Like he didn't even have an FSU logo on it. Maybe he went to Fanatics and just got the thirty dollars hoodie there. <laughs> He said, yo, I'm the coach. Give me the discount code. I wonder if he has those. That'd be cool. It's like a discount code. I mean, he, he gets so much stuff for free. All, all those players do and all coaching staff does. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those videos? It's like Christmas morning every fall. Yeah. And then bowl game, too. Whatever bowl yeah. game we go. Bowl game, they'll get like a TV or a PlayStation. Yeah. Depend, depends what bowl game you get. Yeah. But, I think I want us to go to the cheese at Bowl. That's my yeah, I think that's what most people are rooting for. That that one, uh, I believe, is the second qualifier in the ACC because we're not going to get a CFP one. So that's and then I mean, we're not going to get power. We're not going to get a New Year's Six either, unless North Carolina. We're not. No, the ACC is going to get. Uh, is it the Sugar Bowl that we call? It? No. No, uh, Orange. Unless we're yeah, it's, it's the Orange Bowl. So the top, t- the winner of the ACC championship will go there. And if that's Clemson, then I see we'll probably be the second just because of brand name. Yeah. 
It'd be really interesting to see which Big 12 team gets the cheese bowl. I personally want it to be Texas, but they I think everybody wants it to be Texas, but they probably won't fall down to the third spot for that. I mean, that'd be the first time that Texas and Florida State have ever matched up in football. As hard as enough it is for people to believe they've never played. I mean, yeah, my sister goes to UT, so it would just be fun for me to watch, and so does my ex-girlfriend, so I could <laughs> big fuck you because I think we could actually beat them right now. But uh, – that would have to – I think they'd have to lose a TCU to make that have a better chance to happen. Yeah. In there in the cha- Texas has a chance to go near six and win the Big 12 still. Well, the ideal situation is that they lose to TCU, and then TCU loses – like I think TCU still has to play Baylor in, like, Kansas in State. Baylor. In Baylor, I believe. Yeah, if they lose one of those games, then they don't get the college football playoff game, which means they get a New Year's – the winner will get a New Year's Six Bowl, but then two teams will – so if – Kansas State's really good, or Baylor's high up there, and they get chosen before Texas, and Texas gets the cheese at bowl. Yeah. I think it's pretty likely of happening. I would love to see that happen. Oh, that'd be a that'd be a very big matchup, too. Just yeah. a large fan base. That'd be a really good bowl game. But I mean, we've still got three games to play, so we gotta yeah. focus on those. Um, so last thing just to get off of football is the that basketball game against Stetson was absolutely awful. Uh, did you go to the game? I didn't go. I went to the game. Unfortunately, I left with like a minute left. We were down by nine points. It's a lot of the same issues from last year. We don't have a ton of big men. We have Nahima Clouds, our starting center, who struggled with rebounding against a smaller Stetson team. So I don't think he was the only one to struggle with rebounding. No, the entire team struggled with rebounding. At one point in the second half, they had just as many offensive boards at 15 and as we did uh, defensive boards at 15. So when you're giving up that many offensive rebounds, in a game, it's not a great sign, especially when you have to go up against a UNC team with Armando Baycott later in the season. That's going to be a blowout. Yeah, we, like we did Duke last year. Yeah, we struggled again with perimeter defense. We did last year. All of the switching on defense left a lot of guys open on the perimeter. And, I mean, Luke Brown for Stetson had the game of his life. He had 27 points, and he was 7 of 11 from three-pointer. And, I mean, he took – at least two like absolute heat check three pointers that he just missed. So if you take those out, I mean, he was almost 90%. Yeah. Three. He went, he went insane. I just, I'm wondering how much it goes on coaching now. If it's the same problems over and over again, like they're clearly not focusing on the right thing. That's my opinion. Coach ham probably is old and should be. We, we also weren't on the talented team. We were no uh, three years ago. The guy who got suspended, I keep forgetting. He's out for 16 games. He was one of our best incoming recruits. Him and Tom House were him and Tom House were our two top uh, incoming players. Tom House had a decent game, but I mean, and we're still, we still struggle with free throw shooting. I mean, Matthew Cleveland, who's probably our best offensive player was, I mean, he shot, I think in like the fifties and sixties last year from Free throw line. He was supposed. He was said to have improved, but he was still four of seven from the line earlier this week. I mean, he had sixteen points, but four of seven's not great. And they play UCF in Orlando on Friday night. Oh yeah, and then Troy UF is going to be a tough game, and then Purdue is the next tough game after that. Is that at Purdue? No, it's that, home. Yeah, I've thought we played away there a lot last year. Yeah, it's. But I doubt we win. Just seeing this team right now, I doubt we win that game. I don't think Purdue's that good, but. I don't either, but Purdue always generally has a bunch of big guys that are able to rebound the basketball, and that being a struggle of ours doesn't seem to bode well. No. 
I just, it's going to be another long basketball season, I think. We'll see. Maybe we can turn it around. Jalen Worley doesn't seem to have improved his offensive game too much. He's not a great shooter. Doesn't seem to have worked on it a ton. I mean, maybe he did, but he hasn't didn't yeah. show it in the game. I'm interested to see how much Cameron Fletcher is able to get a spark off the bench. That was his role last year. Yeah. Uh, we got the UCF transfer, I think, right? Darren Green, I believe is his yeah, name. Going, and I was going back home tomorrow. Yeah, he had a pretty bad game against Stetson. So, I mean, it's only one game. It's never the end of the world. But you would like to see a little better, especially when you have a coach like Coach Hamilton. I mean, he is getting a little older. I don't know. I think he's. I think he's got to be on his way out soon. If the pro- same problems keep coming up over and over again, because at that point it's a coaching problem, right? Like you're not can't just blame all the players. If the, if the same thing's happening over and over again, you're not trying to fix the issue in practice. Yeah, he's That's a great coach. I I mean, like no disrespect to Coach Hamilton at no, all. I'm just saying he's getting old. Yeah, just if it's a continual issue throughout the entire season, as it was last year, you're going to start seeing it kind of get to the same point that it ended up getting to underneath Bobby. Yeah. I think his tenure with football. Or it's just a, bringing a younger guy like Coach C, like CY. Yeah. It'd be great to see him get an I mean, opportunity. What the, um, the women's team did. They had Coach Sue, and then they just promoted the – Yeah, the coach. assistant coach underneath her. Coach Sue retired. And, I mean, they put up the they put up their record for points their first game of the season. All right, well, that's all I got for basketball. We've got soccer coming up. I don't know much about soccer, but I know we're number one. Uh, that starts – the NCAA tournament starts tomorrow. Hopefully we win again on a natty. Against Florida Gulf Coast, and then we'll have another home game after that, which most likely looks like I believe it's going to be LSU when you look at the bracket. They're the favorite – they're the higher-ranked team, and, and we play whoever wins their game. So, Yeah, I don't know much about soccer. I mean, it's fun to watch when we're winning, so – but yeah, it's pretty much what matters and winning. So, all right, that's all we got. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys again next week. See you.